It is Monday, February 27th, 2023, and welcome to episode 187 of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you quickly up to speed three times a week on the national security and foreign policy debates shaking up America. I'm Lester Munson, Senior Fellow at NSI. I'm joined today uh, by our usual crowd, Jessica Jones, NSI's Deputy Executive Director, and Jamil Jaffer, NSI's founder and executive director. This week, we're talking about how the administration, the Biden administration, is talking about China possibly coming to the aid of Russia uh, in the context of its invasion of Ukraine. Two senior administration officials over the weekend, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan and CIA Director Bill Burns, said that there is intelligence indicating China is considering providing military assistance to Russia. This assistance could be uh, artillery. It could be ammunition. It could be drones. Uh, they did not say, in fact, they explicitly said that China has not yet provided any assistance to Russia of this kind. But they were very clear that uh, China is considering coming to the aid of Russia. And they issued a warning uh, that uh, if China does this, there will be severe consequences in terms of the bilateral relationship with the United States and possibly China's relationship with the rest of the world. So the question we're going to discuss today is, what is this message that the administration is sending? Uh, China has positioned itself, uh, not necessarily credibly, but they, China has positioned itself as neutral on the conflict. It tends to vote present when the UN considers resolutions condemning the invasion. Uh, it has given uh, rhetorical support of only the mildest kind to Russia. It has not condemned the invasion. Uh, and it is said as neutral. It, in fact, issued a peace plan last week with 12 points. None of them were particularly profound. It wasn't really a peace plan. It was more like kind of a compilation of China's statements over the last few months about the conflict. Uh, but they're trying to position themselves as a peace broker. And then this weekend, uh, and also on Thursday, the administration came out at senior official level and said, and warned China not to provide assistance to Russia. So, Jamil, I think the question here is, what is what is going on? What is what is the administration trying to do here in terms of China's relationship with Russia? Well, look, obviously, I do think it's important that the administration went out very publicly um, and outed uh, what they see as Chinese bad behavior um, in the region. Uh, Secretary Blinken and Vice President Harris, both at the Munich Security Conference, uh, called China out for providing non-lethal aid to Russia in the form of flak jackets, helmets and the like. Um, and made this point that U.S. intelligence suggested uh, that the that the Chinese were considering uh, providing uh, lethal weaponry if they thought they could get away with it. Presumably, uh, this effort to disclose sensitive intelligence uh, or what one assumes is sensitive intelligence collection about what we what the Chinese are thinking um, uh, was an effort to tell the Chinese a couple of things. One. We know what's going on in, inside of the Chinese, uh, you know, inside of Chinese discussions. Um, and second, um, that uh, that, you know, we're going to call you out publicly and you're not going to get be able to get away with it, you know, uh, under the covers. You're not going to see you're not going to secret away any weaponry to the Russians. Uh, if it happens, we're going to call you out for it. It's similar to what the administration did early in the conflict or before before the conflict, actually, uh, where they called out the Russians and, and, and labeled their misinformation uh, that they were going to use. Um, uh, to, uh, to, to justify the Ukraine invasion. So, you know, I think both of these things are interesting. Um, I do think it's interesting the narrative is changing. Um, so, you know, uh, Jess, I mean, what, what's your thought on this sort of changing narrative that's taking place in the last, like, week and a half? Because it does seem like what happened with Pre Vice President Harris 
and Secretary Blinken on one hand, it seems different, at least the, what the media is saying about what, what, what Jake Sullivan and, uh, and, 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 and Bill Burns said over the weekend. It does seem somewhat different. Yeah, to that point, I mean, so, you know, we're all reading the headlines. And last week it seemed like we're about to go to, to war with China, right? Like they're, they're coming close to a red line that we're about to set. And they're, you know, there's going to be dire consequences, right? And then all of a sudden we go into the weekend where no one's really paying attention to the headlines. And now the administration comes out and goes, there's no evidence that anything has been sent. And that's the story we should focus on. Not that there's some intel indicating that they may support, that China may support. Uh, send lethal weapons. It's that there's no evidence that it's happened. And that's the emphasis. And that's what we should focus on. So it seems like there's a little bit of walking back, at least whether whether it's the administration or whether it's the media's focus. It's, you know, it's kind of like the balloon story where everyone thought, you know, we shut down three more balloons. It's, it's oh my gosh, the sky is literally falling in on us. We don't know what to make of it. And then, I mean, it is different because those turned out to be completely, you know, probably some hobbies from middle schools. But, you know, everyone's everyone seems a bit, you know, ready to be a little bit frightened and amped up. And so it, that's a little scary, right? When the headlines can focus on something that, you know, brings us close to a red line. So I don't know that the red line is necessarily (laughs) the U.S. is going to come into military conflict with China. I think I think what the administration is threatening is much deeper economic sanctions on China Mm -hmm. if it provides military assistance to Russia. And that there's already uh, a very specific and targeted uh, sanctions regime for China and Chinese companies in certain sectors, a much broader approach of economic sanctions could have real economic impact, not just on China, but also the United States and perhaps the rest of the world economy. Let's remember that although the U.S.-China economic relationship may not be, in numerical terms, quite as important as it was 10 years ago, it's still the most vigorous trading relationship in the world. And if there are, if there is a broad sanctions regime and tariff regime on the U.S.-China relationship, that that could lead to a worldwide recession or something similar. So, so we're talking about consequences. While they may not be military immediately, would be fairly severe. So it seems to me that if the administration in the form of the Secretary of State and CIA Director and NS, NSA or, and uh, National Security Advisor are out there speaking in these terms, they must have seen something fairly uh, determinative to be out there making such threats. I mean, I do think it's interesting, though, that, you know, that they're going out this far out on a limb and then and then it does appear less. I mean, whatever you say about, you know, economic sanctions versus war and the like, look, they're clearly trying to amp up the rhetoric against China at, or they were trying to do that at, at the Munich Security Conference. I think, frankly, the administration got cold feet. They saw the public, uh, you know, the public, the public view of what was being said at Munich um, and they decided, you know, it's getting too hot. The Chinese got really upset. Um, and said, we're going to do whatever we want to do. You know, if you, if you don't threaten us, we'll do what we want. Um, and I think that the administration said, you know, we need to tone this down. We need to walk it back. And so they sent Sullivan and Burns out there to, to calm things down. So I think this is actually an intentional effort to, to calm things down. I don't think these are all the same thing. And of course, the administration was not talking about going to war with China. They were, they're, they don't, they don't want to go to war with anybody. Their, their whole, their only foreign policy tool in the entire toolkit is sanctions. So no shocker that that's what they plan to use. I mean, I, I don't think, you, I don't think you're telling anything new less. I think Jess is right that there's been a shift in emphasis. Um, and I think it's from the administration, frankly, but this isn't a surprise. They do this all the time. Senior leaders go out and say one thing. The, vi- the president says something. The vice president says something else. And then staff runs around and walks it back. Oh, we didn't really mean that. Well, we meant with something a little bit less. Um, and now, admittedly, you know, Director Burns is not staff, but he's playing the role of staff in this case. 
don't know. He's a he's a I would call him a senior level staff guy. I would say, you know, there there's been three things recently. <laughs> there's been this this whole balloon incident. There has been these these kind of strange threats against China. There's been this decision not to send F-16s to Ukraine after kind of dithering over it for a couple of weeks. I have to say, as much as I have appreciated the Biden administration's approach to the Ukraine uh, situation, I'm becoming less confident in it. This does not seem like this is being a very well-managed situation. Perhaps we're going to learn something in the next week or two that that gives some reassurance. But this this has not been the most impressive moment for the Biden administration. Any final thoughts? Finally, Les is coming around. I know. I was like, wow, it took this story for Les to change his tune. I'm surprised by that. Okay. Didn't hear that coming. All right. That's a wrap. Thanks to Brooke Aga Khan from NSI and Claude Jennings for the help producing today's episode. Join us again on Wednesday for another great episode of Fault Lines, our podcast that gets you smart fast on the national security debate shaking up America. And if you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.